You're listening to Philosophy of You with me, Jamin Scott Brown. Episode 1 Confronting Your Nihilism. Oftentimes we feel that life is good, other times we feel that life is miserable. In fact, We may feel so disappointed in the quality of our life that we begin to doubt the entire project itself. It's possible we may think, my experience of life is awful, so what's the point in continuing it? Isn't it all meaningless in the end anyway? This is an emergence of nihilism, the feeling that life has no ultimate purpose. And though we may experience thoughts of nihilism to a more or less degree, These doubts about our meaning and our value in the universe influence the perception of our quality of life, ultimately undermining our ability to improve our life situation when it does cause us to experience negative emotions. So, given that we all experience thoughts of nihilism at some point in our life, how should we best navigate this problem if it is indeed a problem to begin with? The truth is, there is a considerable amount of suffering which is packaged in with the human life. Instances which induce negative emotion are almost guaranteed. Moments of sudden financial stress, catching a debilitating illness, or having some reminder of death spontaneously emerge. No matter how fortunate one's life is now, tragic and unexpected events are almost certain to occur at some point in the future. If we accept that adversity and undesirable experiences are inevitable, then our response to feelings of distress can be fundamentally different. For example, it is a fact that the people you love most in this world will die. If you're lucky, their deaths will not be a surprise, and you will have had the opportunity to gradually accept the loss of their presence and say your goodbyes. But oftentimes, however, this is not the case. In fact, though we blissfully ignore it, death is always a possibility in every moment, both for ourselves and those around us. Only when we forget this fact about death's omnipresence should it become a surprising event. This certainty about the death of our loved ones, however, can be a source of stability. Negative emotions and distress will still arise when such an experience occurs, but the sense that we've undergone something unfair, that we are the victim of some cosmic injustice, can fall away. Much of our deepest suffering is born out of this feeling, as if the world was conspiring to make every second of our lives miserable. But when we are mindful of death's omnipresence and inevitability, we can cut through this illusion, viewing it as simply a natural occurrence, as a fundamental aspect of life itself, rather than as some force of malevolence that we hopelessly attempt to avoid. No doubt some part of you will find this reminder of death depressing, but how valid is this feeling really? You might have thought, Given that the odds of me dying tomorrow are the same as me dying 10 years from now, what's the point of me doing anything in the end? This is precisely the feeling of nihilism we wish to confront, since it is born out of a confusion about what constitutes meaning in one's life. Let's take a moment to examine that question we all ponder. 
What is the meaning of life? No matter how deeply our mind craves an answer here, we are unlikely to ever find one. This is because the question itself is a trick, luring us into thinking that the universe has something called a meaning which must be discovered or else life is meaningless. That is, if the universe does not provide us with a clear explanation about the purpose of human life, then it is deduced our individual lives, our relationships, and all the experiences that a human life entail are ultimately meaningless. Do you see the problem here? If we frame our conception of meaning in this way, by shouting and hollering at the deaf ears of the cosmos, we create a feeling of nihilism which is impossible to address, a void that the universe must somehow fill. The issue here is that the sensation of meaning arises within consciousness. We feel it when our minds are content with our life circumstance, when our desires about what life should be are in harmony with how it is. Only when we are distracted by negative emotion, when our minds are restless and resistant to whatever is occurring in our lives, do we crave some higher purpose or some ultimate justification for the whole endeavor. Only when we are unsatisfied with our quality of mind can we coherently experience existential doubts, for they are predicated on the notion that the world should be different to what it is, that the universe owes us some grand final explanation for why we get out of bed in the morning. The cosmos is however it is, and no amount of existential angst felt by one particular species of primate can change it fundamentally. To see how empty these concerns really are, try to imagine what would satisfy them. For instance, how would a universe that had a clear meaning or purpose to it be structured? Would there be a god with some ultimate plan? But then we must explain the purpose of that god. Why was he brought into existence? What about a world without death? where all sentient beings lived for eternity. But we would still experience existential doubts, especially with all the time in the world at our disposal. So the fact that we die isn't enough to explain why we have these worries about our value in the cosmos. What if, as some believe, our universe is a simulation? Well then, human life would have a clear purpose, to serve our programmers. But we could never be satisfied with merely existing as a video game for some other form of life to enjoy, and so the doubts would endure. It seems that even if we were handed a brochure at the moment of birth illustrating in great detail the structure of the universe and humanity's role in the whole arrangement, outlining the ultimate purpose of our individual lives, it seems we would still experience existential doubts about our meaning and our value. No matter how the universe appears to us, we will still experience thoughts of nihilism. This is because we crave a form of transcendent meaning, when, all the while, we cannot even imagine what it would be. This shows that these thoughts of nihilism are ultimately empty with respect to determining how the world actually is. Alternatively, we can view these teleological desires 
our yearning for a special place in the universe as a symptom of human psychology, something which has evolved in our particular form of consciousness, rather than as a genuine reflection of how meaningful life actually is. It's no surprise that we crave meaning in our deepest moments of despair, but the goal is to avoid indulging these feelings of nihilism, as they are undoubtedly an illusion and undermine our capacity to sincerely address whatever is causing us to experience despair in the first place. To allow a vacuous sense of cosmic injustice to interfere with your life, to let a single thought, a specter of language in the mind, prevent you from deriving meaning, love, joy, and bliss from what's right here in front of you. That's the challenge worth overcoming, confronting your nihilism. <laughs>